if you want to be the most informed conservative you know as it relates to state politics in Tennessee, you have tuned into the right place. Yes, this is Brandon Lewis, and I'm bringing you the TenCon Big 7 Weekend Update, where we tell you the things that the left-leaning media and the establishment rhino leadership will never tell you. Listen, we are marooned, surrounded by a corporate media apparatus here in the volunteer state, but we're the only one who will not swim in that money in order to betray our values. No, we are not a legion of Democrats masquerading as if we are impartial journalists. No, we are a conservative media outlet. We tell you up front and we bring you news from that perspective. And so at this TenCon Big 7 weekend update, we are going to give you stories about a Coffee County judge who continues to tell people that homeschool is no school, despite the fact that homeschoolers outperform public schoolers. We are going to talk about the GOP Executive Committee um, and who's insulting a mother during a meeting regarding partisan school board elections in Shelby County, rhino politics at its height. We are then going to move on to a lawsuit filed against law enforcement, uh, A.G. Scrimetti, for informing blunt pride that the law will be enforced about drag performances carried out where minors could be present. Tennessee teachers uh, who decorate their classroom with communist propaganda and... Uh, <laughs> Ask their students to swear fealty to them. This is nice. This is nice. They don't hide it anymore. Uh, we've got a great opportunity if you're thinking about running for political office uh, with the Conservative Candidates Academy, and I'm going to tell you about that sponsored message a little later. A Tennessee grandma issues a warning about sexualized materials found in the kids' section of public libraries. Low-performing Tennessee school districts speak out against new accountability model. Well, of course they do. Who wants to be held accountable? I know I don't. Tennessee Titans value rose 26%, highest in the NFL over past year. I wonder why. Maybe it's because the Rhinos in Tennessee uh, and many of their lobbyist friends, some of which are either related or married to them, uh, have, have been paid large amounts of money to get even larger amounts of your money to give to millionaires and billionaires. And so people are like, well, that's a pretty good thing. If they're fleecing taxpayers and that's going to flow into their coffers, they're probably worth millions and billions more at your expense, even though 95 to 97% of you will never set foot in the stadium. Let's get on with it. Now, before we get into these wonderful stories, you first have to subscribe to our free e-newsletter by texting NEWS, N-E-W-S, to 423-205-5600. 423-205-5600. Please do follow us on the social media platforms where we have not been shadow banned. You can find us on Twitter where all all the legislative critters uh, spin and lie about what they're doing and we have to hold them accountable and also on Gab, Getter, Truth, Rumble, MeWe, and of course where you listen to your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, etc. Do leave us a five-star review if you are a friend of the podcast and if you like it. Before we get into the stories, we must first, we must first sojourn into the mailbag. First uh, letter I got that says, thank you for all you do. Pardon me. Thank you for all you do. Uh, saw your support page online. Thought you might prefer us to send a check to save the fees. Barbara, well, thank you very much. Yes, we would. We, we, we take checks at P.O. Box 625, uh, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377. Next note from the mailbag. I hope this message finds you well. Please find the enclosed donation. In addition to my normal monthly giving to help your team's efforts, scrutinizing 
the forthcoming yet unnecessary special session of the state legislature. Sometimes I read the mailbag a little late. I apologize. We're a little slow to check the mail, a little slow sometimes to process the checks because I am volunteer labor, okay? Just like the Minutemen of old uh, in the American Revolution, I am volunteer labor. Uh, thanks uh, to the link you provided in a recent article in the Tennessee Conservative Newsletter, I was able to share my sincere displeasure concerning the calling of the special session with Governor Lee, more likely one of his underlings, that probably, if they read it at all, immediately deleted the message and did not cast the governor nor the Republican leadership in a kind light. And it goes on. It's a, it's a little bit longer letter. But it says, I've written to you before, but sometimes repetition fortifies encouragement. Uh, that what you are doing at the Tennessee Conservative is making a difference in our state, and there is more here, but I appreciate you. Steve, you know who you are, and without people like you, we would be in a tremendous amount of trouble, and this publication would have uh, fallen away a long time ago. So thank you for all our stalwart monthly supporters. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't be here. The rest of you need to get off the couch. Let's get into the story. Coffee County DA addresses homeschooling and truancy cases at a GOP meeting, avoids taking questions. People in authority often avoid taking questions. They don't like questions unless they're friendly questions from planted reporters who have the same values, which are rarely, if ever, the same values as conservative primary voters. According, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the district attorney, Coffee County, where a juvenile court judge ordered a homeschooled student back to public school, addressed the local Republican Party at the regular meeting last Thursday about, quote, homeschooling and truancy cases. According to our sources, quote, no questions. Uh, Northcutt, that's what they're calling him, no questions, Northcutt, pacified Republicans with a pro-homeschooling narrative but took no questions from the 20% of attendees who were at the meeting specifically to hear from him on the issue. DA Northcutt uh, presentation did two things, pacify an uninformed citizenry about uh, how, uh, how sound the juvenile court system functions and silence the concerned citizens who may challenge him. If you're a district attorney, Mr. Northcutt, you need to answer questions. It's part of your job. It's part of your job. I'm sure as a district attorney, when you haul people in front of a judge, your DAs and assistant DAs probably ask witnesses questions. So when a, when somebody who represents the DA's office refuses to answer questions, it, the trust goes way down and the credibility goes way down. DA Northcutt's presentation uh, began by exalting homeschooling. Harumph, harumph. He talked about how he uh, supported parents who homeschooled their children and how much uh, better it is for children academically and spiritually. He then turned to the public policy issue of parents who, quote, do not get their children to school and then, quote, pull them out, uh, quote, to homeschool them. He stated that if a child is in a truancy status, the law prevents a parent from taking a child out of school uh, to homeschool. Northcutt did not provide a citation to the law. Might want to provide that, Mr. Northcutt. Northcutt then went on to state uh, that the recording of the judge's statement should have never been released. This is the kind of crap that always makes people distrust public, uh, public uh, figures. When you try to hide stuff, cover stuff up, don't want the truth to be seen in the light of day, won't take questions, and then you wonder like, why people don't trust you or maybe why they might not want to reelect you. Answer people's damned questions. Let the truth be out there for folks. That's how you do this stuff. That's how you build trust. You just tell the plain, unvarnished truth. North Quint, uh, went on to say that the recording of the judge's statement should have never been released and described how the juvenile court system designed to help children was confidential, meaning secret, closed, and hidden from the public. Yeah, I guess so. If I had some jackass judge acting like a fool 
And if I were a member of the judiciary in some form or fashion, and I had to instill confidence in that process, but then there's this guy acting like a jackass, this is exactly the the type of stuff that should not be secret, closed, or hidden from the public. Mr. Northcutt. He then stated there was a question to ask him, however, that did not happen. Woo, who knows? Let's move on. GOP State Executive Committeeman insults mother during meeting regarding a partisan school board and election uh, Shelby County. And this is another case of, of people behaving badly. <laughs> and they get recorded for just being, just being asshats, just being rude and ugly to people. And then people are like, oh, this must be a rude and ugly person. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And that's why people don't like it. On August 17th, a group of concerned parents had a meeting with the leadership of the Shelby County Republican Party and elected officials regarding the partisan school boards in Shelby County. Terry Rowland, who is the District 29 Tennessee Republican Party State Executive Committee, and became upset with one of the mothers at the meeting and then began to insult her. Rowland was uh, asked to stop and to be respectful to the woman in attendance repeatedly. Collierville Republican Justin Johnson said, quote, there's no place for leadership to behave this way. Leadership in the Republican Party is a joke. It, it is manipulative, secretive. Uh, it is not about the platform. It is about the politicians. It's about the people and the personalities and the gossip. It's a shame. Back to the story. Decorum had been lost with many of the elected officials, he said, and I promise to never stand for this type of behavior and treat others I disagree with like this. We should respect everyone, even those we disagree with. Quote, Unbeknownst to most of the attendees, the meeting was being recorded. In the recording, Roland is heard insulting Lori Williams of Moms for Liberty in Shelby County, Johnson, uh, Kristen Hicks, and Carrie Vaughn, uh, who's the Shelby County GOP chairman, are then heard making requests for Roland to stop. And he went on some kind of radio show, I think, to, to, to try to do damage control about how bad his attitude and personality is. Maybe it worked. Maybe he feels better for it. Who knows? Most uh, telling of Roland's comment was he said that uh, to Williams uh, that for her to matter, he'd have to care about her opinion. I believe this is somebody that doesn't need to be reelected to that position. In a meeting that was, uh, the meeting was a result of a leaked resolution from Shelby County Republican Party County Executive Committee that uncovered their intention to remove the option of having partisan elections for the county school board. Justin Johnson reports that Shelby County is the only county left in the state that doesn't allow partisan school board elections. I would expect no less from Shelby County, a den of rhinos and Democrats. People get so upset from what they say in a a pretty public meeting. When you've got large groups of people gathered together, you should assume that things are being recorded. You're a judge. You're a lawmaker. You're having some kind of governing body, body meeting, rather, with the Republican Party. If you don't care about, if you don't, why get upset about everybody knowing how you behave? Just change your behavior. Guys, you need to listen to the Mill Creek View podcast. My friend, Steve Abramowitz. Now, Mill Creek View Podcast Tennessee. He has other podcasts, but none of them are as important as the Mill Creek View Tennessee podcast, in my humble opinion. That's my favorite one. Season one of Mill Creek View's CEO special uh, is out now and can be viewed on YouTube, Rumble, and Instagram, anywhere you listen to your podcast. 
please do go there. A new episode comes out every Monday at 9 a.m. Steve interviews great American business owners who do good business. Steve uh, also had a really good interview with uh, Kyla Lanier of Truckers Against Trafficking. So be sure to check that out. If you're interested in getting caught up with Florida, Mill Creek View has a podcast hosted by Kat Stancil. And if you're interested in Washington State, they have one hosted by Vincent Cavallari. But my favorite, still Brandon Lewis's favorite, is the Mill Creek, Tennessee podcast because all I care about is Tennessee. Okay, I'm dedicated 100% to uh, focusing on the volunteer state because somebody has to, and Steve is one of our allies. Do check him out, Mill Creek View Podcast, Tennessee. Give him a five-star review while you're there. Next story, lawsuit filed against law enforcement and A.G. Scrimetti for informing Blunt Pride um, that the law will be enforced if draft performances are carried out where minors can be exposed. This is just the, this is the, these are the times we live in. You know what I think I'd do with my kid? I might broaden their mind. I might make them a real good, well-rounded person that really thinks and empathizes. I think it'd be really good to, to take them to a show where men wear panties and shake their crotches at kids who are dressed like demons. This is where we are. And then we have a whole political party that's like, that is really good for kids. That is great for kids. That is some of the most wholesome uh, activity that a kid could see. That's a, If we're going to spend time with our kids doing a recreational activity, that's the one, brother. We wonder why the kids are strange these days and why they have so many psychological and emotional issues. Maybe it has to do with the parenting. The ACLU has filed a federal lawsuit against district attorney uh, for the 5th Judicial District, Ryan K. Desmond, for sending out a letter informing Blunt County law enforcement agencies and officials, as well as the organizers of Blunt Pride, that a new law that passed in session in the General Assembly will be enforced should there be any evidence of a violation. The lawsuit filed by the ACLU contends that like the lawsuit in Shelby County, the law should be found to be unconstitutional for the same reason that it violates drag performers as a First Amendment free speech rights. I am sure that the founders, when they penned the Constitution, thought that that free speech constituted lewd behavior in front of children. I'm sure they would have been all on board on that. The lawsuit uh, that was filed in the district court in Shelby County that enjoined a law uh, permanently only applies to the area where the court has jurisdiction, which means the law would still be enforceable in 94 Tennessee's 95 counties. However, Judge Ronnie Greer, this is the same jerk who uh, force-masked a whole school system because eight parents thought that everybody in the school system had to wear masks because their kids had some kind of disability. And you talk about just like, the, the again, the, the, the nature of our uh, present culture. My child is allergic to peanut butter. Therefore, we can't have peanuts anywhere on planet Earth where my child may roam. Well, no, your kid is allergic to peanuts. He just can't. It's like, I'm short, right? I'm a short kid, and I'm still a short man. I mean, am I supposed to say, well, I'm sorry. I got, I've got short equity problems here, so everywhere I go, I've got to wear stilts, and everywhere I encounter people, they have to go down on their knees so we're all equal height. Good grief. However, Judge Ronnie Greer, 
of the Eastern District Court of Tennessee determined that because another federal judge in the Western District decided that having minors present at a drag performance is a constitutional right and that the plaintiffs would have a good chance of success when the case does make it to a full hearing, that a temporary injunction was warranted and was issued. With the injunction issued, the Blunt County Pride Festival took place and was open to all ages with drag performances that could be viewed by kids. Ronnie Greer. Ronnie Greer wants your kids to be masked. Ronnie Greer wants uh, women, uh, wants men and women's panties shaking their crotches at kids. Ronnie Greer. These are the values this guy holds dear. Amazing. It really is truly amazing. If you're in the community with Mr. Greer, I'd keep my kids away from his house, that's for sure. Next story. Tennessee teacher decorates classroom with communist propaganda posters featuring his face. Well, why wouldn't you send your kids to public schools? Example after example seems to trickle out every week. And the Big Seven, public school systems on fire. It is a dumpster fire. Rolling downhill like a snowball headed to hell. <laughs> As Merle Haggard would say. A school throughout, uh, schools throughout the state settle into the 2023-2024 school year, which will probably be like all preceding school years. One teacher in Baxter, Tennessee, has taken it upon himself to decorate his classroom with what looked to be communism-inspired posters featuring his face. According to our source, a distressed seventh grader was recently physically removed from the teacher's classroom by her mother, which led to the discovery of this questionable classroom decor. The teacher in question, Caleb Robert Bates, put up posters of himself and allegedly told students that he wanted them to put their hands together as if they were praying and to do a dance weaving back and forth in worship of his image on said posters. Might not be a good idea to leave your kids unattended with this man in, their, in, in his classroom. I'm just saying. Yeah. If I'm in this county and my kids are in this guy's class, I'm, you know, I'm going to be up at the teacher's, the principal's office and at the school board meeting with every other parent every time the doors are open. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. A simple Google search of communist and Marxist imagery displays the connection between the two ideologies and the imagery which Bates has chosen to present to his middle school-aged children. It's frightening, quote, said a concerned Tennessean, quote, to think how much teachers have become proponents of Marxism and communism. Bates also allegedly told these uh, kids that it was okay to curse in his class, specifically regarding a writing uh, essay assignment. Well, they'll do that on their own, buddy. I don't think you have to encourage bad behavior. Kids are, are naturally inclined to bad behavior as all, all humans are, as a, as a role model, it's kind of your job to try to make, maybe get some good behavior out of them. Not false worship, not foul language, not communism, not Marxism. People don't send their kids to school for this crap. But that's what they get. Our source stated that Bates told students, quote, every great writer puts curse words in their writing. So it was okay for them to do it as well. Every great writer, every great writer does that? That's interesting. I've read a lot of books that don't have any, any of that in it from great writers. I'm not saying it's not appropriate from time to time, but for kids, typically not. Following the publication of our article, our source told us that the issue with the teacher had been resolved. I doubt it. <laughs> I seriously doubt it. It's all the problems have always been resolved, haven't they? Guys, if you are sick and tired of hearing these news stories about special sessions that are neither emergencies or required about us giving billions of dollars away, failing to do anything about illegal immigration, about our school systems being in utter chaos, failing to deliver academically or please their parents, of county parties 
county governments, city governments, just off the rails crazy in Tennessee. And you're like, I think I could do a little bit better. I assure you that you can, and that's why you need to come to the Conservative Candidates Academy. Go to conservativecandidatesacademy.com. Uh, you get the strategies, the resources, the expert advice you need to win elections. I'll tell a little story real quick. I ran for city council when I was about 21, I do believe, in Jacksonville, Alabama. And I was a student at the time at Jacksonville State University. And I lost that vote by a few, uh, by a few hundred votes. I lost the election. I came in second place. And I lost it to a terrible opponent. If I'd done any background research whatsoever, I would have discovered that he had uh, shenanigans involving minors in his past, if I'd just known to do any, any opposition research. Had I, had I known anything about running for office, I would have actually targeted people, and I would have used mediums and methods that were more effective. But instead, I wasted my time doing things that I thought were right because I had, quote-unquote, been around politics. I had no jack doodly nor squat. And most people that run for office think because they've attended a few patriot group meetings or they have some kind of uh, natural urge to run for office that that's all it takes. And I'm telling you, this is a specialized skill set. You need specific resources, advice, and funding in order to win. That's why so many conservatives get defeated. That's why we continually and constantly send rhinos up to Nashville and other governing bodies because people do not believe that they need to be um, professionals as it become as it comes to the craft, uh, the professional craft of running for office, and it is a professional craft. It's like people that are in the trades who just want to quote unquote work with their hands, but then they're broke and they don't make any money because they ignore the sales, the marketing, the operations, the job costing, the production rates, the recruitment, and so people run for office with this same type of uh, broken dysfunctional mentality and then they get their you know what's handed to them don't let that be you if you're a conservative grassroots leader uh if you want to help other candidates if you just want to be more informed so if you should decide to run this is a great thing to attend uh, because running for office is really something if you can do it needs to be done early there's so many things that cannot be rushed so many relationships to be built. So do go to conservativecandidatesacademy.com. We're about to uh, close out registration because we need to get everything lined up, and I'll be sending stuff out there. Don't let your first election uh, or your second or third be like mine uh, because I, I proceeded with ignorance and um, arrogance. Get the info and the resources you need and go trounce your opponents. Next story. Tennessee grandma issues warning about sexualized materials found in kids' section of public libraries. Places that should be safe havens and an escape from the world are becoming more and more dangerous for kids as public libraries across the state continue to be infiltrated with books full of sexualized content and queer ideology. I loved going to the library when I was a kid. I loved it. I remember going to the Albertville, Alabama Library. I remember going to the Gunnersville, Alabama Library. My dad would take me down there, and I would sit and read, and I would do my studying later on when I went to college. I loved going uh, to the library. I know the times have changed, but there's something uh, there's something calming, and there's something um, there's something magical and empowering about a library, especially for for kids that don't have anything. Okay, for poor kids like I grew up, and to, to be able to go there and just have all this wealth of knowledge in a quiet environment. Uh, it, to, to enjoy and study and read about and learn about things that you enjoy as a kid 
um, to be entertained, uh, to learn things. It's just a great environment. It is a shame that the leftists in our country want to corrupt these kids. Let them be kids. Let them have a childhood, okay? We don't have to throw heavy stuff that's evil at kids early. They're going to get that later. One East Tennessee grandma's had enough after discovering explicit uh, inappropriate materials in the children's section of the Kingsport Library, which she had taken her two- and four-year-old grandchildren. She stated, quote, I came upon a a book uh, titled Here and Queer, A Queer Girl's Guide to Life. Out of curiosity, I picked it up and started browsing through the pages of the book. The book had very explicit sexual details and various sexual acts. A 10-year-old could pick this book up and read it. She goes on to note that she did some research and found, quote, many other perverted sexual books in uh, in both the Kingsport and Johnson City libraries warning parents to protect their children from indoctrination. Uh, Quote, please be aware that even though the most uh, innocent-looking children's book can have very suggested materials, uh, if you continue to read, she says. She states that the state uh, Senator Rusty Crow said he would be working with State Representative uh, Rebecca Alexander to work toward the removal of inappropriate materials and greater protection of children. You can count on Rusty Crow. I know that for sure. Uh, I don't know as much about Miss um, Alexander's record. She may be new. Who knows? Too many of them for me to keep up with. Guys, listen. Keeping up with the shenanigans in Tennessee is a full-time job. Right now, I should be working on things related to my, my paying business. I've been moving out of my office. I'll tell you a little bit about that at the end of the program. But i got to drag my carcass in here. And, and tell you about what's going on, right? It is a labor of love. I need you to labor with me by going to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support. tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support. And if you give any amount, any amount, if you, if you have not donated to our publication and you consume our content, shame on you. Why don't we have more conservative news outlets? Because conservatives are cheap. And they, they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk financially. And there's this huge vacuum. And who fills the vacuum? Leftist corporations, liberals, with their, with their money to support candidates' causes and publications. So if you want our publication to flourish, not just, not just to barely get by, but to flourish, to increase, to grow, to inform more people, so more folks can be informed like you, especially Republicans that should... Uh, know what's going on in their state, but they blithely go vote, not even knowing that their elected officials are doing the leftist uh, the leftist agenda for the Democrats. We don't even need Democrats in the legislature. We, we got Republicans that are that are pulling harder for many of these Democrat uh, platform issues uh, through either acquiescence or direct uh, direct legislation. But you've got people that don't know that, and that's why we need your support so that we can reach more people to tell them the truth. And when you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com support, if you give any amount whatsoever, we will send you a Stop Feeding the Rhinos bumper sticker. We will also send you this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. We will send you a directory of all of your state reps and state senators so that you can contact them should they decide to once again abandon their principles in order to climb the corporate ladder and the political ladder, uh, and you have to tell them, oh, that's not how you ran, that's not what you say back in the district, you, uh, you, you are a lie and the truth is not in you, 
uh, you'll have their contact information in order to do that. And if you get $50 or more or a recurring donation of $10 or more, we do need desperately those recurring donations. That is like the bread and butter. We need them, we need them, we need them. I'm not even going to, you know, I just beg. I ain't too proud to beg. That's an old Commodore song, I think. We'll send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler or something similar. I don't know what we i got to figure out with Jennifer what our stock's doing right now. Uh, and our proud Tennessee conservative koozie. Both of these things, if put together, uh, you could put an ice cube in this thing uh, from the Neolithic period, and it would still be just frozen solid, frozen solid, uh, if you put that in here. Uh, the, you will never, ice never melts in here. You can keep this for eternity if you want to, if and when you pass away. And uh, because you are a true stalwart conservative and a supporter of the Tennessee Conservative News, if you put ice in this tumbler and put it in your cold hand, uh, when they pried you out of the grave, or if you went up in the resurrection, uh, you would still have a cold beverage. So don't forget that. And we do take mailed checks. Uh, we have changed our address, people. We still got the forwarding going on, but don't if, if you're a stalwart supporter, you need to change uh, your payment to us um, to P.O. Box 625. That's six and a quarter, P.O. Box 625, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377. By the way, before we go on to the next story, if you have yet to download this puppy, the 2023 Rhino Report, you need to get your hands on this. And guess what? This 2023 Rhino Report, if, if you look, there is a link in there, and it will send you to the 2022 Rhino Report so that you can know when you go vote in 2024 how people voted. Okay? It just shows you their votes. Shows you their votes. And if politicians aren't happy with that, then they should vote differently. Next story. Low-performing Tennessee school districts speak out against new accountability model. One of the Tennessee Department of Education's regional town hall meetings was held recently in Greenville. The meeting was held to hear from the public on what they felt were the best ways to determine school letter grades, which will measure how the state's public schools are performing. Letter grades will be handed out to schools as part of the state's report card, which will be released to the public in November. Why do, they, why do we need letter grades for schools? It is so that parents can look at their school and know what their $12,000 per year per pupil is doing. Is this an F school? Is this a D school? Do I need to be sending my kid to an F or a D school? Probably not. Personally, Brandon Lewis only wants to send his kids to A schools. A-plus schools. That's the only place my kids are going to go. I have to shell out my money in addition to my taxes to make that happen so they can go to a good school that's safe from indoctrination and all kinds of bad stuff. I've paid my taxes for 20-plus years. I don't get to participate in Tennessee's broken educational system, although they do thieve my money in order to support it and have for decades. The town hall held in Greenville was held for school districts in the first region of Tennessee, which includes... Green, Carter, Cock, Hamblin, Hancock, Hawkins, Johnson, Sullivan, Unicoi, and Washington counties. The meeting only drew a small crowd, including eight educators and one school board member from Greenville City Schools. GCS Director of Schools, Steve Starnes, and GCS Assistant Director of Schools for Instruction, Susan Bryant, spoke in opposition of using the new measures to grade schools. Nobody wants to be held accountable, especially when their performance sucks. Other schools from the region have also spoken in opposition to the new accountability measure. We don't want parents and taxpayers to know that these kids are just going to a government job factory where they don't learn anything. We're in strong opposition to that. 
State law was established in 2016 that required the Tennessee Department of Education to develop school letter grade system to provide parents and families with information on how the school is performing, but progress on that requirement was slowed when the pandemic hit. Oh, yeah. It wasn't slowed when the pandemic hit. We should rewrite that, Jason. It was slowed when the rhinos decided to upend life in Tennessee because if everybody else jumped off some kind of political communist bridge, they would too for a few federal and corporate dollars. The state's letter grade is supposed to give a public a transparent, easy-to-understand snapshot of how each school is performing during the previous academic year. Residents can still provide comments on this new form of accountability via email to school letter grades, which will probably be summarily put in the trash at tnedu.gov until September 15th. you got a few more days. That is school, S-C-H-O-O-L, letter, L-E-T-T-E-R, grades, G-R-A-D-E-S, at T-N-E-D-U, dot gov, until September 15th. We don't want anybody to know we're an F. We don't want anybody to know we're a D or a C. Anyway, last story. Here we go. Tennessee Titans value rose 26%. Highest in NFL over past year. Why would the value of a team rise by 26%? Maybe because people know they're getting a lot of free money from Tennessee taxpayers. Because this woke NFL team that kneels for the national anthem just got a whole bunch of money from politicians who got PAC money from the same lobbyists And some of the politicians sleep with the lobbyists, and the money goes into their own personal bank account, the family bank account. Talk about corruption in Tennessee. Talk about corruption. Senator Watson sets on the Finance Committee in the Senate, and his wife is a lobbyist for this corporate welfare crap. 95% of Tennesseans will never set foot inside that stadium. But they're going to tax the whole state so their millionaire, billionaire friends, so their lobbyist wife... And the other lobbyists up in Nashville can fleece the public. Closed-circuit transmission to the Tennessee Holler. Closed-circuit transmission to Justin Jones, uh, Gloria Johnson. I would be more than happy, 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 to get together with you in person. Because I do believe, like, I don't, I'm the kind of guy, I'll drink beer with, I don't care if you're a Democrat or you're a communist or whatever, like, I just... When it comes to personal relationships, I don't believe that there there needs to be all this ridiculous animosity. I think you can just you can hang out with people and have political disagreements. But I would love to get together with with Democrats in this state. I may get some pushback for this from Republicans and conservatives, even Democrats in the state, to fight this endless, never-ending corporate welfare cabal that the rhinos in Tennessee are foisting upon Tennessee taxpayers. Democrats, liberals, don't like corporate welfare. Conservatives don't like corporate welfare. The only people that like corporate welfare are rhinos and lobbyists and the corporate millionaires and billionaires. Those are the only people that like corporate welfare. Everybody else is against it. So, y'all reach out. I, I know you occasionally listen to the program especially if I bash Republicans in any way. Um, And so I I, I can work together with you on this. This is a travesty, and especially the the incestuous nature 
uh, the corrupt nature of the lobbying and the relationships and the marriages and the kinships, like all that stuff needs to be done with. We need legislation to get rid of all that stuff. And, 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 and also, legislators should not be able to turn into lobbyists. That is a corrupting influence that needs to stop. Grift, they talk about grifter, grifters. You hear it all, you see the term grifters. There's nothing more grifting than taking money uh, to lobby for corporate welfare into your personal home. That is as grifting as it gets. That is terrible. It's embarrassing and shameful. And there's instances like that all over the Capitol. And then to later become a lobbyist. No, you, you, you be there to represent your constituents. So few are. The projected value increases with similar projections from Sportico, which had the Titans increase 44% in value to $4.37 billion over the past year. The Titans team saw the largest increase. The team got a commitment of more than $1.6 billion in financing for the new stadium. The deal for the Titans stadium, set to open in 2027, includes a projected $3.1 billion in taxes captured over a 30-year lease. The total doesn't include the $500 million that the state of Tennessee will finance. This is corruption. They don't even hide it anymore. Economists who have studied publicly funded sports stadiums have shown the public does not receive the desired return, which is not what it's about anyway. Instead, it is the team owners and the politicians who see the increase in donations and revenue. Economist J.C. Bradbury wrote in social media, you get a boost of $1.26 billion in taxpayer money to build a luxury stadium and the value of your private franchise increases 26%. Imagine that. Hashtag billionaire welfare. Paula, Jason, somebody reach out to J.C. I'd like to do an interview with him. I don't do a lot of interviews anymore. This is an issue near and dear to my heart, and it's terrible. We shouldn't be doing it. There you have it. Those are the news stories. That's what's going on in your Tennessee government. They they hate that I tell everybody this stuff. We don't, you know, we only reached twenty, probably between the emails and everything else. We might reach consistently, not not a meme that has some kind of social traction, but we probably consistently reach twenty. So well, I know we reach that because that's just our email list. We probably reach about. 40,000 people in Tennessee consistently every every month with our messages. Uh, about 40 grand. and But they're the only people that pay attention anyway, right? They're the, the Republican Party chairs. They are the politicians. They are the staffers. They are some folks in media. They are the people that are in the grassroots organizations. They are the future candidates that are going to run. They're the people that care about state and local government, which is a weird thing. Most people would rather hear or listen to a podcast about Joe Biden breaking wind or falling down or stuttering, even though they can't do anything about it, even though they have no influence over it, even though their money, if sent to a national organization, won't make much of a difference. They'd rather hear about things they can't control than to tune into things that they can. That is human nature. It is very strange. Hey, look at Washington, look at Washington, look at Washington. Ignore what we're doing in Nashville. It's the old bait and switch. It's the old slot of hand. We've got to get away from it. All right, guys. So what's going on this weekend? The most important part of the segment. We have been eternally and continually traveling. And I'm tired of it. Next weekend, I'm staying at home. Uh, I have been moving out of my office that I have been in, for the most part, since 2009. 
and I accumulated a, a, a massive amount of, of physical objects, many of which I have sold and I'm trying to sell, get rid of, throw away, give away. So I've been schlepping that stuff back and forth and moving from a, uh, a huge office to something that's probably about an eighth of the size. Um, I just kind of expanded in the space. It was not used very good. Uh, we had a bunch. Of, we held on to a bunch of stuff that we don't need, which is what happens when you've got too much space. So I've been doing that all week long. I just had to, this morning. I got up early. And I had to be at the paint store by seven. Get a few gallons of paint for the painter. Meet the painter. Pack up my stuff. Unload one car. And now we are leaving. We are going back again to the Clayton, Georgia area. I have a friend of mine that, that has a, uh, a lake house out there that I've been going to, I guess, somewhere around 20 years. And uh, it's a good time, maybe more than that, maybe 25 years. And so we get together and just hang out and sit around, and they watch football, and I wander around and bullcrap with them and play guitar. And my buddy picks banjo and guitar. He's very good. And i uh, just hanging out with some really, really old friends, family friends, uh, friends uh, whose family, when my father passed away in 1998, took me in for the minor holidays, Easter, uh, Fourth of July, uh, any kind of three-day weekend where everybody left college, left school. Uh, th this family really was, was very kind to me, and uh, it, it's just been probably one of, if not the best thing uh, that I got out of my college experience was my relationships, my friendships uh, with the men that I went to school with in my fraternity in particular. And it's been fantastic. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. So I am uh, about to do an interview with Mr. Ben Cunningham of the Nashville Tea Party. And uh, I'm going to try to get a little bit of work done and then, then run away. Run away uh, with my family for a little R&R. &R. And it's hard to do R&R &R when you got a pile of stuff to do in both work and at home. And other things, but you know, you got to take that free time so you don't go crazy, I suppose, because the kids aren't young forever. So that's what's going on in my life. What's going on in yours? Let me know, Brandon at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. I appreciate uh, all of your support, uh, your patriotism, your conservatism, your paying attention to details. And finally, may I just say, I, I did an interview with the Tennessee Conservative Christians. Um, was it yesterday? It's all running together. And I get these phone calls, and I get these emails and these opportunities from conservative organizations that are out there trying to make a difference. And it, I hate using this word because it's overused. It's humbling uh, to have so many people say so many nice things about the work that we do here in the Tennessee Conservative. And so I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. It makes me, it makes me want to keep doing it. And some days that's hard. Some days that's hard. Guys, I love you. Take care. Keep fighting. Uh, keep paying attention. If you see something that I should know about, do email Brandon at TennesseeConservativeNews.com or, or the man behind the curtain, the guy that actually makes everything happen, the guy that knows more than anybody else, and that is Mr. Jason Vaughn, and you can contact him, news, at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Until next week, I am Brandon Lewis with the TenCon Big 7, signing off. Y'all take care.